Thank you. Hi, welcome to Your Aunties Could Never. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, Auntie Shade, and your little niece Nikki. Well very done. Good. Yes. Very, 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 I just want to interrogate. Are you a niece? Really? Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. like me, like my titties. Oh, okay. Niece slash, you know, younger cousin. Yeah. 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 Always in the people's business. Yeah. 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 Welcome, welcome. Because I was thinking that child. <laughs> um, how are you, my aunties and niece? Good, man. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, how are you? Excellent. Uh, not too bad. I woke up feeling a little bit under the weather, but hey. you have to keep it going. Do you say? Yeah, 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 we're such fans, so it's really nice to have you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I love you guys, definitely. Oh, thank, thank you. Thanks. Well, this is your Aunties Could Never podcast for wonderful aunties and uncles and nieces and family everywhere. You get no nonsense, straight talking, real talk, lots of love and laughter and rudeness, I think. From us. <laughs> <laughs> some people are ruder than others. Oh, most definitely. Some people are ruder than others. Most definitely. Yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, Auntie Farah, warm us up with a little game, please. Um, I, 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 um, so this game is, would you rather? Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> would you rather, we can start with you, cousin. Okay. Would you rather wear the same clothes every day for the rest of your life? Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Or, uh-huh. only be able to wear your favourite thing once a year? Once a year, yeah, because yeah, yeah. 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 I can't wear the same clothes every damn day. What? Hygiene. <laughs> My favorite thing <laughs> once a year would be like, yeah. yeah. Your fa- like, say like you've got like your favorite bag ever. Like Auntie Charlotte's a bag haul. Oh, so bag like, say haul. like, sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't mean like, like, no negative way. Oh, I'm gonna sell. Same clothes every day. No, 
Oh, 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 Okay, so I would like to welcome to the family Lil Sims. Woo-hoo! 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 Woo-ho
nominations, but the latest one is that she won the Mercury Prize um, for Best Album. Yeah. Wow. And she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. What are you doing, girl? Busy. 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 Real busy. She was making us that money. Anyway, yeah, Lil Sims, us. she won them us. <laughs> Lil, Lil Sims won, won the Mercury Prize, and I'm just glad that she was recognised because mm. the album is amazing. Mm. I feel that she is an inspiration to her generation and to generations above and below her yeah. because what she, you know, her music is really, it's from the heart, and it, you know, you know, it's just like she she's written it herself and she put a lot into this album it's she's very vulnerable but she talks about black empowerment black women supporting each other and yeah. i just absolutely love her as a person as well she's always very humble in her interviews she's always makes sure that she praises the people that have come along the way and the mm. people that she's you know worked with so just shout out to little sims um i really love what you're doing keep at it and congratulations yeah congratulations um, guys, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to add your positive reviews to all the platforms that you find your aunties Five could stars. never on. Positive reviews. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars always, everywhere. We have a Patreon. Our tiers are £5, £10 and £25. Pick your sweetness and you can get more aunties, more love and more advice and more common sense from us. And you can even ask us a question and we will yes, discuss it on, exactly. on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Send us dilemmas. We're we also on TikTok. Aunties. We, know that. Yeah. we are on TikTok. TikToking. <laughs> That's real auntie, isn't it? The TikTok Well, I have heard that Jamaica mm-hmm. has banned music and TV <laughs> glorifying crime. Love it. Um, what? Let me think about this. Let me open up my story. So yeah. this is this, is this information has come from BBC. Though there's everywhere. This is my where my source is. Mm-hmm. Jamaica's broadcasting authority has banned content that glorifies illegal activity, such as drug and gun use. The new rules cover TV and radio, including music and list specific topics that are off limits. Scamming, drug abuse, and the illegal use of firearms cannot be promoted, and swearing or near-sounding replacements are also banned. (laughs) But the strict nature of the ban has been criticised by some artists who argue music is a reflection of life. It comes amid high levels of violent crime in Jamaica. In 2021, the island nation had one of the highest murder rates in Latin America and the Caribbean. And their broadcasting agent says the use of public airwaves to broadcast songs that glorify illegal activity could give the wrong impression that criminality is an accepted feature of Jamaican culture and society. Disgust my people. <laughs> oh, and <a> mama! <laughs> <laughs> You've now been banned. We're in Jamaica. You've now got aunties banned in Jamaica. <laughs> you know what? I think, um, I, I find it 
found it very interesting because I only knew some parts of that story. So for you to explain it like that, I find it very interesting because I feel like whether they block it or not, like some films that I've seen and programs, for example, let's take Top Boy. Yeah. The um, one of the seasons of Top Boy where Deshane was in Jamaica, yeah. what we saw was violence. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you think about Shotters, all we saw was violence. Yeah. And there's another movie I cannot think of at the moment, but then there were scenes in Jamaica, all there was was exchanges of guns and, mm-hmm. you know, what they're referring to in that article. But I kind of feel like whether you ban it or not, unfortunately, the world we live in now, violence is everywhere. Yeah. Violence is everywhere. Even the countries that are quote unquote quiet, violence yeah. is everywhere. So I don't know if them doing that, if it's going to actually work as much mm. because you can't stop a dark mind from being a dark mind mm. yeah there is that are they banning um only music that is like jamaican so what about like rap music and all the it's, rest of it well i mean the fact that it says music in jamaica so i'm assuming it's yeah. their music but i guess it must because be an the thing, so like, if they got an artist yeah like, anything that's just just on like, we're not putting it on our proper airways like yeah. our commercial air, yeah. airways that's interesting because what yeah. are they going to play I would well, like to sucks. see it though. <laughs> I would like to see how it how it pans out because it would be like it's like a, a an experiment or this yes. kind of thing yeah. and yes. actually see if there's a difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone always uh, you know, one on the artist artsy side will always say like, Oh, you know, it's just a reflection of life, da, da, da. you can't blame music, you can't blame films for creating um to for the spike in criminality in yeah. society. Yeah. And if they're actually banning it, we'll see what to to what degree and everything like that. And if you see a drop, then that is very yes. interesting yeah. discovery. Yeah. Especially if it's country-wide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's 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 more will become more peaceful. But what about those countries where, you know, they under a dictatorship anyway, and there's certain things that aren't played. Isn't there still violence and stuff going on? I think it's. I think it's not about dictatorship. But no, I'm not not saying that Jamaica's trying to be a dictatorship. But I'm just saying, like in those countries where, like you know, they control the media and there's still violence. But I think it's a very different thing because they are specifically saying we are not putting violence Mm. in front of people Mm. to listen to Mm. or see. Yeah. And to see if if it is like art imitating life or or life imitating art. I actually think it's a brilliant move. I'm not so anti it, I just want to explain it. Yeah, I want to understand it, it. But give it like a good 10 years yeah. to mm. study, was there a drop? Did we see a, sh- a shift in what society is exactly. because we stopped showing them violence? I, well, I, 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 I think, think there's, never, there's never ever been a time where it's actually happened. People, we push back so defensively, mm. like it's freedom of speech, it's the way we live. And I don't think it's about saying, I don't think it takes the responsibility of governments to sort out the poverty crises and um, sorting out the, uh, the, the disparity between these, especially the environments where this music is supposedly from. Yeah. There's nothing to say that these are governments don't fix up what society. But we have to somehow, especially when you get to a certain age, you know that our music has, I say our music, I'm just what I'm speaking about, you know that our music has sometimes excessive glorifications of violence, sexual degradation, and then our TV content is also too much at times and films and stuff like that. So why not try 
this tactic okay. and move and see what happens because also when it comes to creativity we're always saying oh it's as if to say we're dumbing ourselves down that if we can't talk about violence what else are we going to talk about there's so much we can talk about yes there is but what i think what i'm getting to is it's interesting that they've just said violence because what about misogyny and all no of exactly yeah, exactly exactly they're not saying exactly. that you can't talk about being a gallus and you fuck big girl and yeah exactly so, 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 that was so, one of the so, points I saw they were like exactly. so, like, so, so, you can though. talk about being and all of that stuff so yeah. why not go the whole hog I would have liked I agree. To, I would have liked to have heard like them say what they're doing within the communities mm-hmm. first yeah. before they went to let's just cut all of this off TV like are they going to stop things on streaming services mm. are they going to ban certain things in like schools mm-hmm. um, what happens when children are talking about it in school mm. you know stuff like that what are you doing in the communities but then you've gone straight to the media to say that that's the only influence and I think it's got to be walk and talk at the same time mm. we've got to have everything laid out because because I think we we push, I say we, just not necessarily everybody in this room, but we push back immediately. Creatives push back and say, no, that's not fair. But actually, have we tried it? And why are you so against actually exploring other things to talk about? It doesn't mean to say you can't, and also there's, you can still tell this hard narrative that you've lived this life, but it doesn't have to be literally bang, 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 shoot, 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 dead, 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 and drug, drug, drug. It doesn't have to be just or whatever. It doesn't have to be all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think what, it's a bad like, I think no, also as well, I was going to say, it's just like, there is this, I think people forget, especially in the music community, that their story isn't the average story, exactly. but it's being pumped out, yeah. although it exactly. is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And although, of course, we need to give, you know, different narratives, everything needs a space and everything like that, but at the same time, like, you just can't, until it's kind of, until we do tests like this, do you know what I mean? We can't prove that it's yeah. not harmful. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not against it, I just really would like them to add Misogyny. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah, think I that's, that's a fair, fair point. Yeah. 100%. Maybe it will do because it's like when you're actually in Jamaica, the majority of the island is very conservative. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So maybe that will filter through. Not maybe every Jamaican is a yardie. Exactly. So yeah, I think it's a good move. And maybe, you know, as a as an island of so many millions, that will spread around the world. Like. The music has. Yeah. Change a lot of things. I think so. I love it. Artifara, what have you heard? Okay. I wanna talk about the exes. Because the exes are talking. So at the moment, Stormzy is on a couple interviews talking about Maya Jama and how losing her is the biggest loss a man can have. And then you've got Ashanti clapping back at Irv Gotti in um, Diddy's new song. So I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think about this? Do you think that they should um, continue to talk about this? Hold on, I actually had a real face question. Here we are. Do you think exes should keep their their business private or is it okay to publicly talk about it? Do you think it's okay for the ex who messed up to publicly publicly discuss their mistakes or do you think they should draw a line under it if they can't discuss it with the ex? Draw a line under it. Wait, what? Because I think, (laughs) draw a line under it. No, like, yeah, like, you're basically (laughs) saying, it's under their opinion whether whoever sorry who messed up who who determines who messed up no but if it's messed publicly up. so publicly, yeah, yeah so if, in a public forum right mm-hmm. so Irv Gotti publicly come out and been yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Ashanti yeah. right mm-hmm. do you think that 
he should have done that. No. Do you oh, think no. that yeah. it's okay yeah. that Shanti's clapped back at him? Stormzy yeah. is all of a sudden their their relationship was quite private. Everyone knew they were dating, but their relationship was quite private. Mm. Now he's coming out and talking <laughs> about it. My jammer just wants to be my jammer. Mm. Do you think that he she's should just draw a line it. under it? She's not no, anymore. Not anymore. I thought that yeah. was the rumour that was wrong. Oh, oh no, no, really? They are. Oh, I don't know. So it seems. But I think. I think. That just. It just draw a line under it. I think from Irv Gotti, definitely shut the hell up. I think Stormzy, um, if you're asked a question, because I think he, I think he was asked a question, unless he gave this information willingly, he was asked a question and he was answering and he and he was just saying that actually reflectively, this you know when men mess up and losing someone the love of your life is a big loss that men take. Yeah. So it's actually more like a philosophical response to a question that is, I think, is less that him just talking business for business sake. However. You, I think when you, especially if you're the person who's messed up, be mindful of the person that you broke, that you messed up with, and keep talking, bringing their their name into your yeah, space. Because yeah. especially, especially when you're in the public eye, especially when you have a new product to promote, so you have to be really mindful that that doesn't get thrown into the promo of your new mm. album, your new your new venture. Because then it's the the lines are blurred. Are you actually talking out of remorse mm. and responsibility, or is can that get mixed up? And I'm not saying that about Storm, that Stormzy mm. is, because he's a very private person, and I yeah. think he does take time and thinks about what he says and where he says it. Mm. But in the whole bigger scheme, when especially as we spoke about before, where someone takes a snippet of something and then remixes it to, to suit themselves and their narrative, it's really a slippery slope. So my thing is, if you fucked up on an ex. Don't mention anything. Don't talk about I think, them. I think that's just what men do. It's always the men that do that. It, with Irv and Ashanti, I think Irv he needs to be quiet now. Yes. Like, because I find him so cringy. Okay, that's yes. your truth. Yes. That's your side. But then he's gone too far. Like, yeah. his drink champs thing. He spoke about her. Like, it was going on an hour. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, shots. Oh, I just stopped watching it. Yeah, I just stopped long. watching it. Like, let it go. And Ashanti has ignored this for so mm-hmm. long. So for her to clap back in the way that she did, I think that's the best way she knew how. Stormzy, yeah. on the other hand, like I feel like it must have been some sort of therapy for him because remember he don't talk about yeah. his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like both scenarios they're very different. But as for Earth, please, both of them draw a line underneath it mm-hmm. because this is what men do. Men are embarrassing. Like <laughs> they will do the most to you. A whole year later, wow, I really messed up. Uh-huh. They messed up with the next one. The next year they're gonna talk about the one that they messed up with yeah, after yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because they don't know how to take accountability, and that's what this is. You can take accountability. Okay, cool. Leave it there. Don't talk about me again. Don't go and sing about me um, mm. somewhere else because I don't want to hear it. Exactly. Now. And I think that's my thing exactly. yeah. because, as you said, <coughs> the woman has moved on and she's like getting on with her life. Mm. And it's just like sometimes I feel like you're just drawing them back into it. Yeah, yeah. I understand about Stormzy and I agree. Like mm. he, you know, he, he was asked the question. He is usually very private, but I think sometimes they do need to consider where the other person is at that stage in their life have you guys not seen his new video i yes. was have you not seen that the girl looks exactly like maya she doesn't look like maya jama at all but she no, is just giving people was, immediately draw i was very jealous watching that video because i love stormzy I mean, <laughs> wanted to be the girlfriend no it's like he's doing exactly that either she's engaged or not engaged she moved on yeah. and she never spoke about their relationship she mm. just went about her business stormzy i think it was maybe two years ago on um breakfast club spoke about how my jammer was the love of his life 
and that he's lost her and it was his fault. Yeah. Why are you talking about it again? Now? And about Why would we have this video yeah. again? Like, let her go because if she was going to take him back, she would have done. Yeah. And the thing is, if you take it away from celebrity men, celebrity men, they'll go on radio shows, podcasts, whatever to do it. Now, your everyday man, mm. they will go and talk about it to every single person that yes. you know, your friend, yes. your colleague, <laughs> the bitch yeah. down the street that lets you, like, <laughs> to like yeah. stop you the road. And then, yes. but these oh times, God. being yeah. the person that you've hurt, the person that you've offended, I don't know how you feel. So why are you telling everybody yeah. else? Yeah. I told you men are embarrassing. This is what <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I feel a bit differently I think like I just don't know if you could control that do you know what I mean because mm. things hit, hit p- different people at different places mm. don't get me wrong Irv Gotti like he's a creepy guy like mm. I'm not <laughs> do you know what I mean like I do Enough, generally yeah. feel like he needs to shut up yeah. because what he was saying was so disrespectful yeah do you know what I mean that kind of thing and it was just literally just seemed like he's just going to use her again mm-hmm. to promote another product, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I really take issue with him on that. But Stormzy, um, although he's obviously in the UK, he's beloved here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So maybe we have a bit more sympathy mm-hmm. for him and give him a bit more space and everything. But I don't think he was ever being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I think he was just explaining things from his life and what had happened, what he felt like. Um, and also as well, like even just think it from a personal perspective, no one could ever tell me that I can't talk about my experience. That's Do you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. it's just, obviously, uh, okay, we're on a podcast and stuff, but it's not like we've got huge, massive platforms at the moment, at least. Do you know what I mean? But like, I, I would take issue with anyone telling me that I can talk about my experience, like from any perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's intention and context. I agree. But I don't to a, to an extent because that is also her life. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. him talking about her, you don't know how her fiance takes that on. Like even though they're like their security. But even when they were like it's her her. choice whether she talks about it or not. No one can silence her. So if she chooses to speak about it and if she gives a totally different narrative than what we've heard from Stormzy, that's her choice. No, and I'm talking he, about Stormzy talking about her and losing her and she's yeah. moved on and how that affects her new relationship like just how his security is like, because it's like your ex is constantly talking about you and after you it's, it's like unfortunate that. I don't think he's constantly doing it's, it you know, it's, it's not constant it's true is it do you know what I yeah. mean and um, it has co- it coincides with a release yes it has is we don't know if they, we don't know if they've had a conversation we don't know because obviously she's been announced to, um, to host Love Island it's it's press we know how this machine works we just don't know do you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's not to take away I'm not saying that anyone's an angel or whatever kind of thing but I just can't, I just don't think you can tell anyone that they can't speak about their experience no I hear that but I just think my main thing is just be mindful of the other person when you're speaking about your experience yeah, yeah. I think that's my main thing and I think for us yeah. watching from the outside we don't know what as we're kind of maybe saying we don't know what conversation they've had she might be fine with it and we're doing all this well, she came back yeah. and said and well, when we broke up I was listening to K-Trap she came out and said she didn't say him she said a couple of years ago when I went for a breakup I just didn't want to listen to that music so I was listening to K-Trap <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny alright Auntie Nana what have you heard Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Oh, sorry. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, okay. So what I've heard is Stephen Bartlett uh, recently has an article out in um, Cosmopolitan, slightly older now, but he is criticising Gen Z. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And he's criticising them for their lack of resilience <coughs> and um, just their work ethic. And that they're not made of the stuff of previous generations. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Are you a Gen Z? No, I'm a millennial. But the thing about Gen Z is I, I hear what he's saying but maybe like his delivery might have been a bit off I can't remember what he said word for word because I did read it yeah. but is he really wrong though because the thing about mm. Gen Z everything is fast money mm. like they want what they see they want it right now but then I work with young people outside of content creating I do work with young people and they have such big aspirations mm. like mm-hmm. I can't help but just be like yes I love that you think that way but then it's not the traditional jobs it's not the traditional I want to be a social worker I want to be a right. teacher is that I want to have a lash business I want to be an influencer or I want to be a rapper there's nothing wrong with those things mm. but then it's like where are all the traditional roles like you know they don't see them as you know having a big career in those traditional roles and i think it's because of just the world we live in i think it's because of social media they want what they can see and also their millennial older siblings aunties cousins whoever showing them uh, i could go and see my ne- my niece or my nephew with like a nice bag or like my trainers oh i want that i want this they think whatever we do is so easy they don't see the hard work yeah. that goes behind it because of like how fast paced everything on social media is and also let's not forget there's so many negative influences out there like you know the kids who are on the roads that may influence their friends who don't know about that life yeah you know so i think that's just what that is for me yeah it's expecting it's the expectation that everything's going to happen now for them and i i don't want to i am an auntie so if i sound like an auntie it is what it is but i think there's an element of it's two things it's like i was i really rate the younger generations not taking it we're not having it. you're not going to have me i think one of the clapbacks was to we're not going to be suffering for our job. If you come to make me suffer, I'm not going to turn up. There's an element of, yeah, because there are generations who just suffered through their roles, didn't think there were opportunities to move elsewhere. They just stayed in the job and were just literally worker bees, just working with no joy, no, nothing, and no substance to their life. However, there's a reality. because There's someone I was speaking to recently, um, and she's having this conflict at work, and what, one thing that she, um, the young lady said to me was that, I'm brilliant at what I do, so why are they asking me ABC? And I said, you may be brilliant at what you do, but are you brilliant for these people in this role? And you can be, and she goes, I don't want to put myself down or degrade myself for this job. It's me, why do you look at it as so black and white that you're degrading? Because they've asked you to do something to maybe just basically verify her work with what their structure is. She felt offended. I'm like, yeah. it's not that. This is, there's also everyday rules of a job. Yeah. And you do have to answer to someone. And yes, the world celebrates you and you've got to love yourself and be proud of the work that you do. But you also have to remember there are rules and structures to the everyday workplace. Yeah. You can't just be the boss because society says you're a boss and then all these empowerment memes that you've got in your mind mm. it just you've got to remember there's a reality <laughs> <laughs> but that reality is and the reality is the, 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 the reality is putting in the work and that's yeah. what they yeah. need to do. you need to be up on time you need to show up on time to places yep. so that people can actually trust you 
to exactly. have those roles and you need to grow yeah. from somewhere that's what they don't understand mm. that you all start from somewhere Definitely. and that's what gen z need to understand i i agree and i think i've said something similar on the show that i just don't think that um gen z generally in in my experience in terms of hiring young people that deal with stress well no. in general no. like, i think that that is like a major issue but i think also as well at the same time they have a wider vocabulary to yeah. explain right. how they're feeling, when they're feeling it, and in the moment, and all their processes and everything like that. But maybe us and other generations didn't have at the yeah. time. So I think like um, there's a number of things happening. I think like also as well when you're when we were in education, there wasn't as many options. So right. to go to your point about you know wanting to be different things because they can, mm. because they have the opportunity to, mm. because they don't have to be pushed into social health and social care. Yeah. They can actually yeah. do other things that are on the internet and create money for themselves and they can see the models that happening like i think like that has probably been one of the most powerful things that's like interrupted almost their their growth in a sense so i I don't blame them in a sense and i think they should definitely take it take advantage of the opportunities for sure do you know what i mean because it could change the playing field forever do you know what i mean and this generation definitely have the, the the site to do it whether they have the absolute tenacity and i think what and also my other point is just like what i would like them to do is just learn from other generations yeah, like, yeah. just learn that actually it does take hard work it Thank does you. take time it does or, or in some cases it can doesn't always have to take time actually to be honest yes. like, if you're smart or talented enough to know what you're doing to be in that right moment to take a for opp- advantage of the opportunity but i just think that there's a lot of learnings there's a lot of truth in what Stephen was saying but i think that there was maybe a lack of sensitivity to yeah. that generation but maybe like that's, that's kind of what he's comments. saying though isn't mm-hmm. it that they're too sensitive yeah like there has to be a point where you're like we've got to we got to get stuck in yeah. to make our to make our mark. But it's not their fault that they're too sensitive because as we kind of even see, like exactly because you see in schools everyone's getting a trophy. Yeah, Why? Yeah, it's yeah. not reality. Yeah. But that is what they brought up on. Yeah. Like, everyone's yeah, a real. Everyone's You know, like we're all gonna win at the egg and spring race. No, you drop. No, somebody has to win. Someone's gonna cry. And just an example when it comes to sorry, we need to wrap up the hairdressing because it was just a conversation I had with my daughter about. About hairdressing um, businesses, especially the Instagram hairdressers, where you are now telling people to have your hair washed, parted, non-wig. What are you doing? And, and it offends me because I'm a hairdresser. I, I, the training and development to become a. When I see people break out, um, what do you call it? What's the what's the gel? Gummy. Gummy. Yeah. Edge control to put at the root of a plaque. You're not a hairdresser. No, you should fucking can't say that. Can, no, you yes, no, I can. No, but it actually you can. does, mate. You can. It, it, it doesn't. Do. Yes, it, it does. No, no, it doesn't. No, no. It's a cheat because you know what? When it's that cream wears out, when that cream wears out, it's a development. When that cream wears out, which I've seen time and time again, your hair is looser. No, but you need to. But you need to have the right type because it isn't the same. But if you don't know how to grip and you're hiding your talent with the grease, that's different. Can pull people's hair. No, I'm not saying grip as in. I'm not saying grip as in time break the hair i'm saying know how to do hair and don't cheat with cheap men because it's i, I get cheap. what you're saying it but it isn't if it's done right <laughs> it is. I, feel, I think if it's, it's right, right, right yeah, it actually true. really is very effective <laughs> and it really does help yes because you're doing right. the really good how did we get here i'm just going to my point on gen z's anyway so i think what the issue really is with their generation is it's it's us it's actually like a lot of the gen x's who were bringing up I'm not these jets. Sorry, 
that are bringing up the Gen Zs. Most, Gen X most people who are in Generation Z are I'm being brought up now old. by 40 to 50 year olds. Yeah. And because we are like, I don't, I don't like how I was reared, we're being very, very soft, soft on them. And yeah. really livid yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. Mm. And being like a moddy coddling. Yeah. And then it gets to, oh my God, they can't sustain themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's really the problem. We need to be talking to our peers. Mm-hmm. You have to be tough on them sometimes and loving on the other side as yeah. well. It's finding the balance because also so like, like you've got to suffer because I suffered. And also as well, just <laughs> sorry, just last point, it's just like, Remember these kids nowadays, they don't even play outside. Exactly. We play outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. That's social, social interaction. They don't know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Shelley, can we fit in what you've heard? No. No, we can't. Sorry. Okay. Oh, wow. It was, we're struck for time. Okay, okay. Yeah. our producer said no. Fine. It was like Nicki Minaj, wasn't it? Yeah, you're just I'm just trying to get it in. Nicki Minaj and Lotto were beefing. And I wanted to discuss elders and youngers, but yeah. Um, okay, so my story is about Nikki and Lotto. Um, basically, they're beefing online because I think one of their songs got moved into a different category. Nikki's. Um, Nikki's song got yeah moved into a different category at the Grammys, and Lotto's didn't. And they're basically a similar sounding type or a similar kind of genre of song. Um, yeah, but uh, Nikki called done a subliminal, right? Yeah. Well, she used Lotto as an example. Yeah. Um, and then Lotto clapped back. Yeah, because Nikki was liking like shots set towards yeah. her. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I just wanted to know, what do you think? Do you think Nikki, as an elder, should, does she have the right because she's an elder to kind of say what she's saying in that? Because it is, she's the undisputed kind. Of. You know what? I'm a Nikki Minaj stand. Oh, okay, no. Nikki. Yeah my auntie <laughs> but i didn't like all of that okay she could have just stopped it i her point is extremely valid mm. like kay michelle made a point like that a couple years ago on the yes. breakfast club mm-hmm. and her point is so so Make valid point quickly. because here's the thing like my songs been moved to the pocket um category latter's is the same thing fantasies on top is a pop yeah, song and you remixed it to put a rap rap verses on a pop song mm. it's a pop song yeah. Yeah. why is it not the same but then it's just the continuous catty back and forth they're recording each other on the phone yeah, like right. come mm. on like it's just long leave it alone like you made your point let the argument go but yeah. who do you think should let it go nikki or Lauren? i or think both? nikki should have let it go yeah. because she came on her instagram live she did her tweets she added the grammys she wasn't hiding her words mm-hmm. leave it you've put mm. it out there leave it alone but then the ongoing chiming and you're uploading all this stuff, your DMs have come onto Twitter and, <laughs> oh, let it go. Like, I'm sure someone had somewhere to be. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And yeah. I don't like Nikki battling with women all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help. That is my yeah. problem. Absolutely my problem that mm. Nikki, she, she, you know, she's the bigger person. She's always talking about as, as I'm the one that started this shit. You've all got me to pay respects to, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't ever give that back. And that's mm. my problem. Stop fighting women. If you have a problem, you said what you said about the Grammys, let it done, leave it there. That's yeah. it. Agreed. Let's go. All right. Auntie's getting your business. One. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, two, for fuck's sake. Why have we got time for this? Auntie's getting your business. 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 
We're going back to get to your business. So please, uh, firstly, I apologise for these two. She, <laughs> these, uh, she enjoyed it. She laughed and everything. She, she, she laughed she at you, not with you. Um, anyway, could you please introduce yourself and tell us what you did? What right. you do and where you come from? That <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, um, my name's Nikki. I'm from East London. Yep, I'm Ghanaian. I'm a presenter, podcaster, and one of six on the borough section on the Shape Borough. Go on. Yeah. And a part of Aloni's podcast as well. Yes, and also part, how can I forget about Lady Bear? Yes. Where people come for me all the time on the internet. <laughs> yes, I'm one of three on Lady Bear. Lovely. Okay. Um, Alright, tell us a bit about your journey. Mm. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Mm. And what were your cultural influences as a young girl? Oh, wow. Um, so, my family were Ghanaian. I always identify as Ghanaian since I was a young girl. I grew up in Newham specifically. I, I still live in Newham, in, in the hood. I still live in the hood. <laughs> we're neighbours. Ah, we neighbours. <laughs> um, my journey is that when I turned 25, I was like, I wanted to be a presenter for as long as I could remember, but it's probably one of the biggest things I've ever kept to myself. And then it was like, one day after a tough breakup, I said, nobody's gonna silence my voice. I'm gonna do it. So I sort of like went behind like everyone's backs, like didn't tell nobody what I was doing, searching, I was on Twitter. I was like, guys, I wanna be a presenter because someone helped me. And from there, I just rolled on meeting people, going to networking events. Um, last year I started my own podcast, so Nikki podcast. Um, I've done radio, I've done like events. I'm really proud of like that journey because mm-hmm. it's something that I thought I couldn't do. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people who I thought would support me didn't. So mm-hmm. I can't like it was it is part of my journey because that did really affect me and the people that really helped me, like some of my cousins and stuff, like they've really helped me come to this mm-hmm. point now. Like even being called to come here is like so amazing. Like I was so excited oh. when you guys was um, so like that's that's part of my journey there's been highs and lows but then right now i'm just enjoying the highs of it all yeah yeah i love that i love that and in terms of like so you wanted to be a presenter from a young age like Mm. what was your inspiration like was there someone that you looked up to that you wanted to emulate like yes Yes, so I remember when I was 10, I asked for a CD player from my dad and it had, um, of course, a radio function tape cassette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and I used to listen to Kiss, well, back then it was Kiss 100, it's just yeah, Kiss yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning, I remember listening to people like Neve and then I, my cousins brought me in on Choice of which is like mm-hmm. extra. Yeah. I used to listen to people like Kojo and Max and mm-hmm. I always used to love those interactions. Yeah. And I can't lie, when I was in uni, I probably used to call it into the competition, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm not joking, I would call in, do the little phone-ins, have a chit-chat, I always love interaction because I'm like, these people, I don't know why, I just found them so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. how they used to just enjoy speaking about anything. And I've always mm-hmm. been a talker. And I'm thinking, do you know what? It would be so fun to do that. But then for me, those types of jobs, even when we're talking about Gen Z, mm. those types of jobs, it was just a dream. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm thinking, away, little, yeah. old, little old me, like, how do I even do that? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of just kept it to myself. Yeah. Yes. So you, you mentioned so Nikki your pop, your um, blog. Yes. What was it like? What was the premise of it, and why did eventually did you stop doing it? So this is um. So that was like my gateway into being mm. a presenter. Okay. So I remembered. I was thinking every sort of door that I try to go through, everyone is big, everyone's popping. And then I thought of myself, I'm thinking, I'm up and coming too. There's so many people who are aspiring rappers, DJs, singers. Let me focus on those people. So I started DMing people who were doing like events for like 
independent artists and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd showcase them on sonyki.com. So I continued doing it, but the reason why I haven't stopped, I'm actually preparing to bring it back okay, actually. Okay. But it's gonna take some time because I've got a lot on at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But then <laughs> the reason why is because I've got so many other opportunities and that blog I didn't realise that people would actually like it. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't look the best, I'm not that creative with those sort of things. Mm-hmm. All I knew is that I'm going to this event, I'm going to write it, mm-hmm. but people really liked it and it helped yeah. me get to radio. Yeah, nice. yeah, I respect your hustle, man. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Absolutely thinking outside <laughs> the box when you approach things. I love that. Um, so you've already mentioned that you're on two podcasts as a co-host, and yeah. then you have your own podcast as yeah. well. How are you finding jug- juggling all of that? <sighs> <laughs> do you know what honestly I don't know I take everything day by day because mm. I also work two jobs and I'm also studying yeah. so oh, yes. Yes. break down everything you do which are the podcast yeah. or what you're working on let's, yeah. Yeah. let's break it down let's get a list so I have a Monday to Friday 9 to 5 job that I do mm. which um, I'm also studying to be a systemic practitioner which is um, family therapy basically right. um, so I've been in that field for a long time since I finished uni mm. so um and my second job, I work with young people in the mm. community with um, social and emotional difficulties. Mm. Um, I, again, I've mentioned my systemic practice course, and then I've got my podcast that I do ever so often. I have laid bare that we record sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-weekly. Okay. Wow. Everybody's busy. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. we have the borough section, which we record um, once every two weeks. So okay. how did you actually get onto those two podcasts? So, ah, uh, so with um, Oloni's podcast, shout out to Oloni, I love her. Um, we love her too. Yeah, she's her, yeah. like, she's so, like, she's actually a joy to work with. Yeah. Like, we yeah. laugh so much. So, Oloni put out a tweet one day saying that I need someone to send me, well, just people send me 30 seconds of like your best sex stories. And a friend of mine sent it to me. She said, Can you send her your stories and tell her your friends are tired of listening to you talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't going to do it yet because. I couldn't remember what I don't think it was clear what it was for mm. so I did it anyway and she DM'd me the following like no not the following day maybe two days later she was like hey like do you mind if we have a chat and I was like yeah sure here's my number she was like do you mind coming on laid bed but then me and Oloni our paths have crossed earlier on in life where we oh, actually really? used to work in the same place oh, wow. so, when, so when we're on the phone she was like wait we did work together like that and then she was like oh my god I think she found about whatever so it was kind of easy to build that rapport with her yeah. so that's how I got into that podcast as for the borough section I was actually um, doing an event where I was doing interviews with artists and one of the producers who I only just met on that day he was like yeah I work for the Shade Borough they oh is it yeah whatever oh I want to do this show would you come on and people have approached me with things that I've seen as big and it's been taken away from me yeah. so when he just chased it up this is what the set's gonna look like it's gonna be you plus five other people come and do it and I said when it happens cool Ooh. and then it actually happened and oh, I was like wow. damn I'm oh. the shade borough <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. Yeah. we always talk about the shade borough like who runs it well, that's still a mystery, by the way. It's still a mystery. Is it male or female? I actually no. don't know. I've actually let you know if she said it. <laughs> All right, so you've gone viral twice, and one of the particular tips we were talking about men eating ass. Why was that such a trigger? Do you know what? What were some of the comments like, though? What, what, what's it been like to be a viral babe? For both of the videos, because I was talking about the same thing, but then it's like, people were in the comment se- section saying that I'm encouraging people to spread bacteria. Oh, <laughs> and I thought that was so funny, but then, <laughs> luckily, I never saw any comments of like people coming for me personally. Mm-hmm. But um, here's the thing, like, 
men find sex as a topic especially when women talk about yeah. it I don't know why it's such a trigger for them yeah. I'm thinking girl up stop being childish yeah. like, yes. you know what you like yeah. so then the whole yeah. the whole eat and ask thing is that I remember it was a late bear episode with Hardy Caprio and he said that Oh, when people are a bit horny, like they go a bit too far. They're thinking about a bit too much, and it's true because you know when you're horny, it's like I want to do this, I want to do that. (laughs) And then I must, (laughs) I must have said, "Oh yeah, that's how I asked for the first time." I was literally thinking out loud, and I was like, "Mm, "Yeah." And people in the comments were like, "She's not gonna act like she didn't just say what she just Uh, said." (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, cool. Like I don't mind. I've said it. Listen, my sister seen it. I think my dad saw it as well." because my dad actually engages in my content my dad's very yeah, supportive yeah, okay. yeah nice. my dad's so supportive okay. but i think he was thinking wait what and probably just get by it so for me it's like guys like things that are if you want to call it freak or a bit risque but they never want to say it yeah. but then they'll be in their group chats talking the most yeah. without talking the most mm-hmm. so you see when guys try to hide away from those topics i like to throw it at them because it's like stop pretending if you don't like it it's okay but if you do don't pretend that you don't because mm-hmm. me as a woman you're side-eyeing me or thinking oh she's easy or she's this because she talks about her sexual preferences mm-hmm. and the fact that she likes sex like that means nothing to me like mm-hmm. like i said grow up Mm. I think that's why it's a trigger because some men try to hide because they think if they're into certain things they're gonna be judged by their group chat mm. or their man them and I'm thinking you can't think of your man them more than you think about oh, having right. sex with me. Yeah. So I think that's crazy. That a little bit suspect. That yeah. is. Exactly. <laughs> like when you think about it, actually in the ratios, if you're speaking right. about what the man thinks of you, is that not a yeah. little bit? Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. The whole thing you're trying to avoid is what you're endorsing. I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying I like how the fact that like men are more open about eating pussy now. Because yeah. it used to be a thing, like especially when we were coming up, yeah, it's definitely. like they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I'm not a bottle cat. Do you know how much men eat pussy? Like, and I just, right. like, okay. I just like the fact that they're more open with it now. So mm. that's that. But I guess this is the graduation. Absolutely. It's like the whole arse. It is. It's like it's moved it on is. To, mm. to that. It okay, so we all like a bit of drama. We all like <laughs> a bit of tea. Um, and you being like associated with the Shea Borough, um, and then its counterpart shade room mm. like definitely are like at the forefront of like especially black black culture mm. um popular culture in particular but both platforms have been criticized for being unhelpful to yeah. the black community mm-hmm. um because of so many negative stereotypes how do you how do you console with that how do you kind of balance that out for yourself um, for me, because I already have my opinions on those platforms, have I ever thought they were negative? No. And that, I'm being completely honest, mm. the reason why people see it as negative is the things from the comment section. It's the people mm. that engage in like those platforms, engage with them, that can make it negative. There are some certain things like when they're posted, maybe sometimes it could be the wording mm. of yeah. how some of those posts, because I've seen yeah. some posts yeah. on both platforms and I was like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah. But when you go in the comments, that's when they're going crazy. Like, even on our show, the borough section, we can put anything out there, something where we're just having a laugh, a topic that is seen as more serious. And people in the comments are just going crazy. And I'm like, what did we say that was that bad? But then for me, I just try to look past it because I know that's not our intentions. Like, mm-hmm. we're really just trying to inform people and hopefully also entertain people. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You um, do what we mentioned like you're holding down so many things. What do you do in your downtime? Uh, in my downtime, I like some wine. Mm-hmm. I drink my living room. Mm-hmm. I have some wine. I have some shisha. 
Did you fall asleep? That's that's pretty much me in my downtime. That's literally all I do. I just spend my time indoors. I do go out and stuff, but then it's like I don't really do like random going outs because I'm like I'm tired. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Yeah. But then if I'm invited to go somewhere, turn up, no problem. Like if I've got the time, I'll do it. I was try to make time for that. Cool. Yeah. So what's your end goal? What does success look like to you? Oh, what does success look like to me? I feel like when I'm in a position where um, I I definitely don't have to take on so much because I feel like no matter what you do, I feel like for me, right now in my life, this is my time just to do me. Mm. Like I turned 30 in July and since I turned 30, I, I don't know what it is. I just feel more alive yeah. and I feel more focused. Yeah. So I'm really just trying to do me. So what I'd like to do, I want to keep working with young people. I want to mm. keep creating content eventually those things will mesh together mm. so once i finish my studies i have a whole plan for myself but then my end goal is to be in a position where i'm happy i don't need to think about applying for a job in another year yeah. or six months yeah. like opportunities will come and go they will come and go but then that's for me my end goal do you, do the young people that you work with ever see your content and if so what do they think of it do you know what yeah i feel like sometimes maybe one or two of them have but they just haven't said nothing mm-hmm. like even my um second job that i started recently working with like young people with social and emotional difficulties one of our colleagues he was like i remember we were working together and he just kept looking at me like why, why are you looking at me like that <laughs> and then the following day when i saw him again i know where i know you from and i was thinking you didn't say you knew me from yeah. anywhere yeah. and, then he went, and then he went so nikki and i was like hmm, i don't know who she is <laughs> is because i do try to keep them very yeah, separate like i don't yeah. really talk about what i do with them mm-hmm. but do you know what's funny my manager at my nine to five job one day it was funny i was going to the studio to record late bed i get a message from her i'm thinking why are you messaging me at this time of the evening mm-hmm. and then all i saw was oh my god i was today years old when i learned you were on late bed i went Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a fight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, uh, when I opened the message, it was a long message. She said, "I absolutely love this for you. I think it's so oh, you. Oh, Keep oh, doing it." And I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> it was really nice." No, I, I love that. that actually because also as well, like these young people who want careers like this, like obviously you don't necessarily get there straight away, and you have to hold down a nine to five. So, mm. do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like having that balance and having like a company that you work with that's okay with doing what you're doing mm-hmm. is yeah, it's good. To yeah. Know. yeah. All right. Now mm-hmm. we're going to the quick fire round. Okay. This is when at the party the aunties yes. have surrounded you. When are you getting married? No, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that will be good. Great. Making child. When? Let's. This is it. Okay. Yeah, this is that, that literally is the first one. Is what is your relationship status? Are you single? Is there another half? I'm single. Why? Single, single, or single complicated? Single, single. Hey. Mm. Do you need an auntie hug? No. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'm single, single because I wasn't really ready to date for a while. Mm. Funny enough, as, as soon as I t- turned 30, you're going to hear a lot of that. As soon as I turned 30, <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to date now because I feel like I'm handling everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to date again. A week after I turned 30, I met this guy. Mm. But then that just it hasn't ended yet. We're in the ending process. No, yeah, we're in the ending process. Now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are 
are you a parent or do you want to pay, be a parent like or? no i'm not a mom yet but i can't wait to be a parent oh, honestly yeah. i can't wait to be a mom like i love children i love like my nieces my nephews my godchildren i absolutely adore them so i can't wait to be like a proper mommy rather than just like the auntie yeah. <laughs> so my next question was what type of auntie are you me i'm like the fun one like I really argue with them like we're the same age. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a that's thirteen. He thinks me and his mom were so embarrassing. And then I'll be looking at him like, but you're embarrassing. Like be quiet. Why are you arguing with me? Like we're that type. But then I I haven't taken like my godchildren and my nieces and nephews out in a while and I think about it all the time and it makes me feel so bad yeah. but then they know that if they want something from me most of the time they always get it yeah. <laughs> is there a time they've got to go full auntie mode like get real like listen i'm your auntie man do you know what none of them have really done anything like that but then i do have a nephew that's only two years younger than me <laughs> okay. so right. meaning when he comes to me and he's had a child so when mm. he like wants to talk about life and stuff i do always give the disclaimer listen you're a grown man mm. like i know i can't tell you much you have life experiences however and I can just give him my full mm, auntie yeah. mm. and because we have such a respectful relationship I feel like he definitely respects the things that I tell him mm. yeah okay so we are your favourite aunties you are my favourite aunties yes. <laughs> you are and as your favourite aunties we now want you to tell us something that you haven't told your mum or <laughs> your dad or you know tell us your secret we want to talk a secret the juicy one what's a secret <laughs> do you know <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to say that because I will get crucified. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can change the names. For legal purposes, we want that. Done. Yeah. Tell you yourself. You know, you always tell your aunties. Yeah, you can tell us. Okay, cool. So, okay, my daddy won't see this, but since my dad engages in my content, sorry, dad, I'm really sorry. Um, So, the last time, my dad lives in Ghana now, so the... I think it was the last, yeah. So the last time I went to Ghana, like my dad goes to bed mad early. So it was one of those nights where, imagine I've been in Ghana three weeks plus, I'm tired, I've been partying every day. But then there's a guy, a UK guy, <laughs> a UK guy. He was also still in Ghana at the same time as me. And so, so I was just like, hmm. <laughs> like, let me check the Uber. I was like, hold on, 25 minutes at this time of the night because you know Ghana traffic yes. is yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. So it was like 12 30. Listen, I had this was like a movie, so my dad had locked the gate. Imagine, um, Ghana is so like dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. so, like the front door, yeah, the, yeah, the gate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Imagine, I'm like, we've arranged to see each other. I'm like, cool go to the door there's a padlock jesus i'm like and there's an ironing board that randomly sits in the hallway the keys were on there so i went took the keys put the padlock back snuck out the gate ran to the top of the road got an uber and then i went and I had sex with this guy it was, oh god it was so good he knows who he is and unfortunately he's not on the roster anymore but oh yeah it's okay it's all right good times did you did I remove him from yeah, the did he do something? No, yeah. he didn't like, you know some people, do you know what gives you the ache? Yeah. yeah. I don't like a guy's who friend up people too much. Mm. Like everyone's your friend. Yeah. You know all the baby, like I don't yeah. like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Ew. Yeah. 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 How did you get back in? How did I get back in? Ah, listen, I'll wait until the next morning and I was hoping I could sneak back in because my dad would have been dropping my stepmom to her uh -huh. job. So the gate would have been unlocked. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then my older sister lives in my dad's house, right? And then and as I'm walking in through the gate, all I hear is, oh yeah, like she's coming through the gate. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Listen, I just went to my room. I went, dad, I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep for a little bit. <laughs> just escape that conversation. 
That's a good one. Thank you very much. Okay, now you need to redeem yourself. Like, tell us something that we're going to be proud of. Like, big yourself up. Something that you're going to be proud of is. Do you know what? I've never actually said this anyway, you know. Ooh. For me, beating depression. Wow. Yeah, because I was depressed for like such a long time and I didn't know I was depressed for that long. Mm. I'm talking years, so mm. from like 2016, 17, up until possibly like a year ago. It was something that was very hard for me to talk about. Like I did the counselling, I did the therapy mm. and then it just cutting out certain things just yeah. in my life, like things that I found toxic, situations, mm. relationships, friendships, like yeah some of those things didn't end on my term but then it was one of those things i had to pray on it because yeah. i don't always have time to go to church on a sunday but one thing i do is i pray a lot mm. like i pray a lot i always put things to god even when i'm in my car i'm like oh lord take this one and i'm being dead serious like yeah. jesus please take this one like hold it down for me so for me that's what it was like i've cried i've prayed i've left it i put it out there into the universe between me and my four walls and Jesus Christ, like mm -hmm. I put it out there. Mm -hmm. And like I said, since my birthday, I feel a lot lighter. Yeah. And I always just pray that it continues. Even when I feel like I'm stressed and there's too many things going on. Like I finish work at five, I have to go to studio for seven. I won't get home till 11. Yeah. Wake up the next day, I, oh, it's too much. Yeah. But then I give it to God because if God didn't want me to do this, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. so it's as simple as that. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. No yeah. problem. Are you actually, just quickly, are you still continuing with the therapy? Not at the moment. Okay. And the thing is, because I actually practice doing systemic therapy with families, yeah. it holds as a huge reflection point for me. Mm -hmm. So even sometimes, like some things that I may not resolve in like a conventional type of way. So like just knowing how to like just stop and leave things. Mm. That's just how I deal yeah. with that. Yeah. Recognizing yeah. stuff. Yeah, just recognizing yeah. it, taking accountability. Because mm. I would never do that before. Mm. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't say sorry. I wouldn't be like, let's talk about this. But yeah. Um, what's a what's a family saying that you hold dear, or a family saying that you heard growing up that you you want to reject? And you're like, <laughs> you want to reject? Ah, <laughs> uh, so you know when like not a family saying, but then you know when there's always fingers and always blame. You're not like this because of this person. Oh, you're yeah, not yeah, like this yeah, because yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I just leave that like I said yeah. I leave it to God mm -hmm. I'm not going to compare myself to nobody and like especially in African families it's like oh you should have done this like this and mm. then look at that person they're not married and they've yeah. not had children yeah. Yeah. and you're still um, are you not earning this much yet blah blah but first of all did you even ask me how my job was going mm -hmm. you see stuff like that yeah. but I just mm -mm. all those direct yeah. questions I put it to the side do you have a problem that you need your aunties mm -hmm. to solve um do you know what yes so <laughs> this is do you know i'm just gonna say for you eh? okay i always speak my truth so i always said that like when you're dating um it's important to date somebody who's like sort of the same level as you when i say the same level like things in mindset you mm -hmm. might have like 80 percent of the same interest but then you both have like similar work ethics and whatnot um i actually said on the borough section that maybe sometimes you might need to bring that down I followed my own advice and I'm not happy now, but like, so, um, so <laughs> do you guys think that, you know, sometimes you can do that? Like you can sort of like date somebody. You might not be, you know, a hundred percent like there. You might look at someone and be like, 
oh, you might need to fix this up and yeah. just give it a chance. 100%. Or you don't completely give them chances. In the past, I yeah. would say that I've dated good-looking guys that are very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew and I was fully aware. Do you know what I mean? That 100%. is funny. 100%. I don't so, think yeah. there's any success in that for mm. women. I think, mm. um, I really believe that eventually it will catch up with you. So short term, yeah, you absolutely could date somebody who is earning less, is less intelligent, but I don't think that lasts into a relationship. I mm. think generally the man, it's not about potential. They need to be where they are mm. or ahead of you. Mm. And then that's when you get with them. I don't, right. I don't think it works for women to date down because of their egos and the way society is set up. Eventually they will try and bring you down mm-hmm. so that you're lesser than them. Mm. Yeah, but there was a conversation, wasn't there, in socials about someone, it was going to be a story that we did, um, was saying that how men, do men actually understand, or do we take, have that conversation about how men are not dateable when they're not happy with themselves? And it's always projected onto women that we you know, want too much with gold diggers, all that type of stuff, and we're difficult mm. and we're not supportive, but actually men, are you even dateable when you're not happy with yourself or you're not ready or you're not at the level that you want to be so the woman that's trying to accommodate someone that's not potentially at their the man's best it doesn't i don't think it works i don't think anyway yeah what do you think yeah no wide birth wide birth yeah yeah i think it like it can fester a lot of insecurities on the Mm. other side so i think your your first point about dating someone who you have a lot in common with you can you can grow and you can you know maybe do they'll teach you some things you can teach them some things because mm. I don't think everything's ever 50 50 or 100 mm. I don't ever think that but okay. dating a hundred percent dating down mm-hmm. if you know you're dating down you might go into it with some ego as well mm-hmm. yeah and then that could then affect the other person yeah. absolutely that's what I started seeing about myself and I didn't like it yeah. because I'm not like intentionally a disrespectful person but then if I feel like I'm starting to be snap 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 because yeah. of those types of things I'm like okay cool and then the other thing is you expect them to do things that they're not capable of yeah so that's yeah or can't up with yeah. oh let's go here and they're thinking I literally have 50 pounds to take me to Friday yeah. and you want me to spend all of that fifty pounds and I'm gonna be like financial. No, yeah. I'm just saying like, as a as an example, like they may yeah. actually not be able to keep up with your lifestyle. Absolutely. They might not be mentally, not, like, not they might yeah. Yeah. understand. Yeah. 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 Have a conversation <laughs> with them. And they don't and that too. Can you get a train to hear what what how? I think for fun basics. Life's for fun. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that for fun, mate. Yeah. Seriously. Just like as Auntie Nana said, not long term, but short term. As long as you know what it is and you know you you have an understanding of who they are and what they can actually even bring to the table mm. if anything because mm. <laughs> they might because you know because you know Lato has a bar in her song it's giving I don't know yeah, she, <laughs> she said, yeah no, no. I bring your table to the table yes and I can't lie I'm what I'm yeah. I need to be confident about it because I feel like I've been doing this thing where oh no it's not that bad and, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like no no no, no, no. this ain't gonna work for me no more yeah. I don't want to have that it's called Florence Nightingale syndrome I'm not trying to say to anybody yeah. You know what I mean? No. Oh, Alrighty. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> young cuz. <laughs> that was nice. Thank well, now we're quickly getting to what's made us sad, mad, and glad this week. Cousin Nikki, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? Um, what's made me sad is the fact that I feel like I'm coming down with a cold. No, no that's making Great. me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's making me sad. What's made me glad? Um, we just want a really sick 
couple episodes of the bar section that's coming out it so really we did that is. earlier on this week um what's made me mad i don't know what made me mad nothing's really made me mad you know and i like that because I, I can moan and i can complain so i like that <laughs> nothing's made me mad yeah. yeah excellent that's good that's mm-hmm. good Artifara. um i'm sad i'm always sad about the weather i'm gonna do that one again i'm like really sad and miserable that it's the season that like it's, i just can see the coldness coming i can feel the snow coming and it's just making me <laughs> really 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 yeah. definitely getting snow yeah. and i'm scared I'm not gonna lie i'm scared um that's what's cool. made me mad is my fucking neighbor upstairs like i oh. literally feel like i'm gonna beat this woman down and i hope wow. she hears this shit like real Fora. violence no real talk my neighbor upstairs yeah she is playing her music 24 hours a day and it's like radio and it's different it's like it goes from the god channel it go, it's like it's, it's, it's serious That's and then what she started to do because i was like okay cool you're playing music i'm not okay fine but it's been going on for six years oh. but what she started oh. to do now is yeah she started to have like seances oh. and banging oh, wow. at like three o'clock in the morning my niece stayed at my house last night and she woke up and she was like auntie i can't stay in that room anymore can you get me a cab to my mum's house i had to come out of my bed let her sleep in my bed so i could go and sleep in my daughter's room because the neighbor upstairs is doing the most I caught her the other day and I was like to her, look, you can't do this. Then she started telling me things like, oh, the people, they're tapping in. So I think she's losing her I was mind. just about to say, she sounds like no, 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 I think that it's happened now. Like, it wasn't before, but I yeah. feel like it is. But it's either gone, way, yeah. I've asked you, please, I beg, like, turn your shit down, stop your banging. So that's made me mad. As you can see, it's made me very mad. I wouldn't really do violence on her. It's just, I, can fi- I have to think it through in my head yeah. to get over it that's where i'm at with her and other thing that i'm mad about i actually reported her to the sound police and they said it's not a nuisance it is a nuisance <laughs> anyway that's what's made me mad what's made me glad is that you're on here because i really love you and i oh, thank you're you being, like, like, you're such an inspiration and you look beautiful oh, and, all the talks. and i didn't know all the extra things that you did like you know like gone to university and you work with children i just think it's amazing thank i think you you're so really much. really and very amazing young lady oh thank you yeah. thanks to you thank thanks you for so coming on yes Okay, so um, I'm sad about the floods in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And it oh, took me a while to even hear about, about this yeah. story. And it's just, it's absolutely flabbergasting. So far, it's like 600 people have died. Oh, Millions man. are displaced. And they don't think it's going to subside for another three weeks. So oh, it's God. actually like proper catastrophe. But again, it's not getting the appeals or nobody's really talking about this. So yeah, my heart goes out to Nigeria at this moment in time. I'm super mad. My son's school, for the second year running, has done nothing for Black History Month. Mm. Nothing, nothing. Last year, I took you guys' advice and I did write in, sent a letter, like, you know, if anything's Mm. happening in October, like, you can let me know. Again, they didn't. I took my finger off the ball because busyness. And then it's got to the end of the month and still nothing has taken place. So that actually has made me mad. Mm. I have, this time I am going to demand a meeting with the head teacher because it's just not on. The school is probably about 55% black. Mm. And to educate everybody else in the school, I think it's important that you just spend a bit of time kind of celebrating culture. So yeah, that's made me mad. Um, I'm super glad. So again, last week, Jazzy B came into my shop. No! Uh, Jazzy B, I'm such a fan yeah. of Jazzy B and Soul to Skull, huge, Soul to Soul, huge inspirations to me and my fashion business. Like when he came in, he said I was driving past and I saw a t-shirt in the window and the t-shirt was one of my t-shirts. And so he parked up in front of the shop and came in and bought wow. one of my t-shirts. Wow. Oh, no, I had so to sweet. make it in his size. So I happened to be in the shop 
when he came to collect it. Wow. And he was like, you know, I came past the shop and it reminded me of my shop from the 80s. I had tears in my eyes. I was oh. like, you know what? I went to your shop when I was eight or nine years old. Mm. My sister took me, walked around and was like, I have to have a shop like this one day. Wow. And his collection and everything. And then he was looking through my t-shirts. He was like, I see it, I see it. And I was like, honestly, I can't even believe I'm meeting you. That's but he had to rush cool. off and I just, my son was up watching me as I'm like gushing over this man. <laughs> he was like, oh, mummy, look what happened. Oh, I was like, that guy is literally my that. hero. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, that is, that's, 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 that's inspiration yeah. coming in. That's to beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, keep it going. And I was telling him like, as he was walking out the door, yeah, we're having problems with the landlord. He was like, keep it going. Keep going. So yeah, that means, that means so much. We got some. I'll tell you for your sad bad plans quickly. Yeah, so my sad is um, basically I'm working on a project for Halloween, which is not something being an African child, it's not mm. something we celebrated <laughs> in the home mm. growing up. And then also that added, uh, I had to do this presentation, um, I had to search pictures of spiders. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> your favourite. Oh. I was like literally, literally, it was torture, and like, I really have a condition. I I have a arachnophobia, right, 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 yeah. honestly, because I was nearly in tears, like scrolling through these pictures oh. of spiders. It was just ridiculous. So yeah, I was very sad about that. I don't really have a mad, um, but my glad is, which I forgot to mention, that I actually met Stephen Butler. Oh, that's oh. yeah, yeah. I did, and it was um, it was really cool, and he was really cool and really nice. So Lovely. yeah, that's amazing. Mm. I'm sorry um, that conversation we had, but yeah. I don't have a sad. Uh, my mad is lazy black history month posters in organisation in buildings. I'm seeing, still seeing Mary Seacole and Martin Luther King. I think we should in 2022 we can move on. And I think it's lazy. I'm not dis discounting their their legacy, but we can move on. And there are other things. And my glad is um, hosted uh, Q and A of Till. That's coming out. It's about Emmett Till. It's it is oh, wow. traumatic, but it's mm. a brilliant film. Um, I hosted the Q and A for BAFTA. It was really good, and I invited forty filmmakers to the premiere at a London Film Festival. And just generally, London Film Festival was a really successful collaboration of some of the things I did with the British Blacklist. So I'm really happy about that. Glad about that. Yeah. And that's it. We have to go. Um, this is your been your answer could never. Thank you, cousin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to my wonderful aunties. It's always great doing this show with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Leave all the comments, all the positive comments only. Please. We have a Patreon. <laughs> it's five, ten, and twenty-five pounds for more sweetness. And that's it. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank bye you. bye now. Bye. bye.